Language Hackers. Benny Lewis here, welcoming you to episode 25 of the Language Hacking Podcast, where we're focusing today on ROPS, a fun and innovative app that helps you learn a language in just a few minutes a day. Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to let you know about our Black Friday deals on language courses, where we make language learning a little bit more affordable with huge discounts on some of our favorite language courses. Most of the discounts are at least half off and a few of the courses have discounts of actually over 90%. I recommend you check these out at languagehacking.com forward slash Black Friday. And if you like what you hear about drops in this episode, you'll be pleased to know it's actually one of the resources featured in our Black Friday deals. So you can go check that out at languagehacking.com slash Black Friday. That's languagehacking.com slash Black Friday. And Black Friday is all one word, no dashes or spaces. I'll put that link in the show notes too. And all other links and resources mentioned in today's episode can be found at languagehacking.com slash 25. Now, let's dive right in and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Language Hacking Podcast from Fluent in Three Months. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. My name is Shannon Kennedy, and with me on today's episode, I have my co-host, Benny Lewis. Hello, hello, as always. And we have another special guest with us today, another Fluent in Three Months team member, Caitlin, who is our resident Japanese expert. Hello, everybody. So they're joining today uh, in order to talk about something else that I do that you may or may not be aware of. And that's in addition to being one of the hosts of the Language Hacking Podcast, I am also the resident polyglot at Drops, which is a language learning app. And we're going to discuss Drops a little bit today because Benny, Caitlin, and I all use this app to learn new vocabulary in our languages. And um, so we just wanted to spotlight this particular language learning resource and discuss how we use it because you may actually find some benefit in learning a little bit about how we use specific language learning tools so that you can perhaps implement some of these strategies into your own language learning. So let's go ahead and just dive right in and get started. Yeah, so I, I figure the very first question to give people some of the context is, could you, Shannon, could you tell us a little bit of the history of the company and how you started working with it? Sure. So Drops is a language learning app that's based in Estonia, but it was actually founded and the CEOs are Hungarian. So it has a little bit of an interesting, I guess, language and location history to it. And it was basically created because the founders, Mark and Daniel, they wanted to create an app that was engaging, that kept people on track with their language studies. And that was fun to play and not just the standard kind of boring rote learning that a lot of vocabulary study tends to be. And so what they did is they created this really visual oriented language learning app. It is, it doesn't use translations. So basically you tie the new vocabulary to imagery. So uh, that way you're not really translating in your head. Uh, it's beautifully designed. So you actually enjoy the experience of using it. But the most important thing I think is that it is a game and not a language learning app that has game elements to it. So it is first and foremost, a game that helps you learn new words in a language. And how I got involved with them is I was doing my Italian 
project refresh uh, with Lent in three months. One of our team members, Holly, was studying Italian to review. Uh, I can't remember exactly which app, but we, of course, can link to that article in the show notes. But she needed someone to practice Italian with. And I was the only other team member who spoke Italian at that time. But I hadn't studied it for years. So I was a little bit out of practice. And I basically had three days to prepare before we recorded this video entirely in Italian to get that language back up to speed. So I was desperately looking for anything and everything that I could use to do this. And of course, I used language hacking Italian. I used a couple of other things, but I was just browsing the app store for Italian language apps. And I discovered Drops. And at that time, I think they only had three or four languages. Now they have 42 languages. Um, but I opened it up and I tried it out and I was immediately addicted. And then, so then I was telling everyone who had listened to me about this app. It's like amazing. You learn new words and it's only five minutes. You only have to do five minutes. And of course, I was doing this. And one of our other team members at Fluent in three months happened to overhear me do this probably more than one time <laughs> because I was really excited about this app. And I was basically anyone who haven't heard of it. I was like, Oh, have you heard of this app? You should try it. And so it turned out that Valent, our team member happened to know the founders of drops and they were looking for someone who was really enthusiastic about languages to talk to about their experience using the app. And he goes, well, if you don't know Shannon, you should talk to Shannon because all she ever does is talk about you guys. <laughs> so she would probably be the person that you want to talk to. So they contacted me and um, we chatted about the app, what my experience was using it, what I liked about it, what I thought could be better. And it ended up turning into a long-term relationship. So that's why I am with Drops. <laughs> Yeah. And I know Shannon too, when I was doing the Fluent in Three Months Challenge, you are the one that introduced me to drops as well. <laughs> so I feel like I we were talking about this the other day, but so many of my language resources, I learned from you and some of my favorite things, drops, um, Terrace House. Of course, I always talk about Terrace House now. I just binge watched all of that. But drops, after you mentioned it to me, became my staple in language learning too. So um, I... I totally agree. The app is fantastic. It's so engaging. It's um, short and to the point, uh, which is that can be very frustrating sometimes with other resources because they aren't always right to the point and I don't have a ton of time. So I, I want to just get right into the vocabulary. Let's do it, you know? And that's what I love about it. It's, it's so helpful with that. Yeah, that's one of the things that I really like about it, too, is that a lot of language learning resources, they try to do a lot of things. So they don't really deep dive with any of those things. They basically just uh, surface level cover several things, which is great if you're looking for an introduction to the language, if you're looking for an introduction to the different features. But what Drops does is it focuses on just doing one thing. And that one thing is words. So when you play with Drops, basically, you know exactly what you're doing, you know what you're focusing on, you know what you're working on, you can give it 100% of your attention. Um, also with vocabulary, it's not something that you really want to spend like an hour at a time working on. It's something that you want to just spend a little bit of time, maybe a couple times throughout the day, but really give it like that focused attention so that you can work on retention and work on remembering all of these things that you're learning. And uh, so for me, especially too, because I'm busy, so I can always squeeze five minutes in and I don't even need to do it in one chunk if I absolutely can't. I can do three minutes here and then finish my other two minutes later in the day. But with drops, I know that I can always fit language learning into my schedule. So um, unlike the two of you, because I've been out like taking a break from language learning, I'm getting back into it this year. I'm relatively new to drops because it's uh, for me a, a new resource. And it is definitely a different experience. And I'd like to, to hear, Shannon, 
you explain how does the app focus on the gamified fun aspect? Because the only comparison I would make would be to something like Anki, which is just a purely, I'll see the words, I'll be presented with them, and then I I have to, uh, the burden's on me to make it interesting. And it's kind of hard with an app like Anki. It's, it's more you're just there for the vocab. It's a purely language learning experience. Whereas this has that language aspect, but like you said, it is more of a gamified experience. So how does it make it a game? How does it make the, uh, the vocabulary acquisition a fun experience? Yeah, so Drops is basically a language learning game. So you have all of these different interactions. I think there are 12 total that you complete in a certain order in order to learn the new words. So essentially you're introduced to a new word. So you have this image kind of drop down and it tells you what the word is in the language that you're learning it. So for example, you would see a picture of a man and then you would see the word for man in the language that you're learning. And then once you are introduced to the word, you can either choose to learn it or ignore it. So once you choose to learn it, it enters into the gameplay mode. And there are a bunch of different interactions like multiple choice, matching. There's a typing game where it's not a full on keyboard, but basically you're given a selection of letters and you have to try and spell the word. There are bubbles where basically you select chunks of the word in the correct order in order to learn it. So there are all of these interactions that are actually games that you complete in order to learn the new vocabulary. So that's how Drops is a game. Also, there are other features in Drops, such as you get stats for all of your learning, just like you would for any other game, which you complete a level. It kind of shows you your score. And so Drops is the same thing. Uh, it has streaks so that you can see how many days in a row you've studied. And one of the things that Drops has that I really love, and it's actually just a new, it's a new feature that we just introduced. It's called the two day rule. And I believe this might come from James Clear, but basically this means that if you miss a day, you don't ruin your, your streak. You actually get to keep your streak as long as you come back the next day. So you're not penalized for like that one day that you miss. Like maybe you were just too busy. Maybe you started a session, weren't able to finish it. Maybe by the time you finally got to sit down and study, it was 12.01, or you started your session at 11.58, and you didn't get to complete the full five minutes before midnight hit. But um, basically, you still get to maintain your streak as long as you're... What matters is that you're consistently studying. That one day doesn't matter. Yeah, and I know that you love your streaks and your stats, Shannon. <laughs> and in case you guys don't follow Shannon on Instagram, she shares her stats like every single day of what she does for all of her language learning. And it's insane the amount that she does and how she keeps up with it. But she's so motivated by stats that she just she won't break the chain. She will not do it. And um, but I do agree that I love that feature about drops because um, that's very helpful for me because I like to take at least one day off from language learning. But I I don't want to break my streak. And so that really helps prevent burnout because I can keep my streak, but still get that rest day. So I love that they introduced that feature because uh, that wasn't there for a long time. But uh, when I switched recently to Korean and came back to it, um, I loved I loved seeing that new feature. Yeah. And I've, uh, I've um, been using other apps that I try to keep a streak. And as you guys would have seen, I've, I've shared this on social media, my YouTube. I'm recovering from very, very difficult times. And I'm finally starting to get my motivation back, but that's um, a part of that process is, is also avoiding things that destroy that motivation. And if you are keeping up a streak and you lose that streak, it can be very demotivating. So I like the two-day uh, process that kind of gives you that uh, flexibility there. And um, one thing I'm uh, 
So like obviously in using the app, like I have, I've seen the animation coming down for the, the drop that gives it its name. Is there anything deeper to it, to the name naming convention other than that animation? Or why is it called drops? The concept of drops is basically like when you think of like a drop, it's like a drop of water. So basically every single word is you're adding to that body of water, which is your knowledge. So every single drop, every single word is a little bit towards building that. Um, also that a drop is something small. And so again, with the idea of drops, it's like you're just committing to the small thing to build a language learning habit, to build a consistent routine. So there's a lot kind of behind the name, but yeah, those are just two of the things. Yeah. And I really love um, that aspect of it, too, because, again, going back to it not being overwhelming and preventing burnout, um, it's also really good if you're just jumping into a language to keep you from getting overwhelmed. So like I've been doing that with Korean, um, getting back to Korean. I studied it last year for three months and then uh, I was very recently postpartum and um, I had such bad brain fog from that. I could not remember anything. I was like, this is too stressful. I just have to I, I have to put this on hold right now. So I'm getting back to it this year and I picked up Korean and I started with just drops and watching my K-dramas because everyone knows I love my Japanese and Korean dramas. So, but starting with just drops was so easy. And I've been doing that now for um, about a month, a little over a month. And it is amazing to me. Like you said, it's a little drop every day. And it's just, it is added so much. I'm now at about um, 500 words in Korean. Um, through drops. And then I decided, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm really ready to start expanding on this knowledge. And I started, uh, listening to some Korean podcasts and things like that. And it's amazing because just like, just like that, I was able to start making sentences with these words that I already knew. And the grammar came so much easier now. And it really helped piece all those things together. And, um, so you can't underestimate those little, those little drops because we always want to give these big chunks of time an hour of studying, you know, full on, like we got to master all this grammar. We've got to do this and that, but actually just learning the words one little drop at a time really compounds. And it's so, it's so easy. It's not overwhelming at all. And it's really easy to remember. Similar to Benny, I recently took a break from some of my language studies and drops was also the first thing that I started doing again, because it's like just one finite thing, you know, it has a time limit. Like if I were to study with any other vocabulary learning app, I could study as long as I want to. There's no really, a, there's not really a time restriction. So it has this feeling of being endless, of being, you know, something that I can just keep doing. So that can be a little bit overwhelming. But with this, it's like you have five minutes. Once that five minutes is up, you get your little check mark for the day. You feel like you did something. And when you're getting back into languages, or even if you're not getting back into it, but you're trying to be more consistent, having that one little thing that it's like, okay, I did it today. It's really motivating and it helps a lot. And then the other thing too, for me, that's motivating is for me, when I start learning languages, I think the most important thing is vocabulary, because if I know a ton of words, I can get my point across. I may make a ton of mistakes. I may not know anything about grammar, but if I said to you, Caitlin, like you, me, dinner tomorrow. Okay. You'd be like, Oh yeah, she's trying to get me to go out to dinner with her tomorrow. It's like, yeah, okay. I understand what you're trying to say. So it's like, I could just string together words and people will understand me. And then I can worry about the grammar later, but you can't do the grammar without the vocabulary. So for me, when I'm learning a language, I focus a ton on vocabulary because it allows me to do so much more immediately. And then it gives me a really strong foundation for all the rest of the stuff later.
Yeah, so that that really ties into a big part of the Fluent Three Months philosophy of embracing Tarzan speech. And I like that, um, uh, especially with drops, that you are focusing on solving one problem. You're never going to get a, a, any app or any solution that's going to solve all your language learning problems. But uh, we've talked a little bit about multiple aspects of it and that uh, you can do a lot in those five minutes uh, each day. What are the um, what are the other features of the app? And I know there's a, a free version that people are welcome to check out, and there's also a premium version. So what what's what are the difference in features? So the free version, you just get the five minutes a day, and that's all that you get. And you have to wait till the next day for that to reset. Um, the premium version, you get the five minutes. You can choose to just continue to do that. But you also get the option of doing more time. So you can do 15 minutes or you can do unlimited. Uh, the other thing is that the free version, you get one language. The um, premium version, you have access to all 42 languages. You can also, um, it's ad-free. The free version has ads. So you don't get interrupted at any point or distracted because um, we all know how easy it is to get distracted. Um, there's listening tests, which are um, basically... For most of Drops interactions, you see the word in your language and then you match it to the image. But the listening test, instead of seeing the word, you hear the audio for the word and then you have to match it to the correct image. Uh, there are just a ton of different features. You have the dojo, which is basically the difficult words study space. So it's SRS study in the dojo and you um, have access to that with premium as well. And um, yeah, so there's... I mean, getting more time if you want it is a great feature, the extra languages, and then, of course, no ads. Those are like the big benefits, I think, of going with premium. And the word dojo, too, because um, I was using the free version for quite some time, but um, I would forget the words that I was using. And unless you actually go back to that category card, uh, you don't you don't review them then. But having the word dojo, it automatically shuffles through all of the words that you've learned. And that really helps me keep on top of it because I do 15 minutes um, as my goal for the day. And then I try to spend at least the last five minutes of that in the word dojo. So I'm reviewing um, whatever I learned. And I, I love that feature. There's one more that I thought of too, and that's if you have the free version, you have to do the topics in order. So basically, you have to complete one to unlock the next one, uh, whereas in premium, everything is unlocked. And I think there are more than 150 different topics. There are like 2,500 plus words in drops. And so there's just tons of categories, tons of topics. And with premium, you can pick whichever ones are most relevant to you to study and pick the order that you want to study them in, as opposed to with the free account where you start with the first topic in each category. Is there some kind of an algorithm that helps you decide, uh, that helps the app decide what vocabulary you're going to see next? So each of the topics, the words are presented in a particular order. So um, there's not currently a way to suggest what's coming next. But I mean, um, the fact that you get to kind of choose and curate your own vocabulary learning experience rather than have something tell you what you should learn is definitely a benefit, in my opinion. So my question was, how did, how did they decide what categories and what vocabulary to put in there in the first place. Cause like for me, that's, I, I, I think that's why I gravitated to it so much because when I started with it for Japanese, I had already been studying Japanese for some time, but going into it, I realized there are so many words I didn't know that you actually see in everyday life, but you don't 
think about using. Like when, when I got to the kitchen category card, I realized I didn't know anything, but like how to say refrigerator in Japanese. And so that was a, a weak point of mine. Like, obviously you need to know that. So how did they decide which words were valuable to put in there for everybody? All right. So when we add new content to drops, it basically goes through a series of processes. So we have a team that works together in developing content for drops. And we go through a series of brainstorming where we brainstorm what words we want. Um, sometimes we brainstorm the words first and then organize them into topics after based on what's come up. Sometimes we pick topics in advance and then brainstorm words that go into those topics. Um, but we work together to do this. We put the lists together. We have them. If, for example, like with the Japanese or Korean specific content, we actually work with our translators and our voice talents to check with native speakers to make sure that we're picking the right words, that these are words that are relevant, that these are words that are important. And so it goes through these series of checks and balances um, before we actually implement any of the content in the app. And it goes through a bunch of different people before it gets to the learners. So that way we can make sure it goes through the learners on the team. It goes through the content creators on the team. It goes through the product team, like people responsible for the product itself. It goes through the translators and the voice talents. So we just make sure we do everything we can to curate the most relevant, the most useful vocabulary for learners. And the other thing too, is this has allowed us to really get into vocabulary lists that you're just not going to find anywhere else. And this is something that was really big for me when I was learning Chinese and I had decided that I wanted to use it with my kids trying to find vocabulary for things like diaper and bottle and pacifier and high chair. I had to specifically sit down with my tutor to try and figure out what these words were and have to off the top of my head think of what they might be to ask my tutor what they would be. And then sometimes it was like, oh, I don't know. I need to go look that up. And it was a lot of chasing down and a big process. But when drops had the baby categories, it was suddenly like, oh, it's all right there. Now I don't even need to worry about it. And so it's like I can pick and choose things that I want to learn. I can go really in depth on stuff like you have probably seen the tea and coffee category, which talks about like all the different ways that you can brew coffee and tea and the accessories that you need. Yeah. I'm doing that. I'm doing that category right now <laughs> in Korean. I mean, if you're into coffee and tea, those are important things that you need to know because like, you know, if you go to Korea and you want to order a coffee, it's like you need to be able to tell them how you want it and all of that kind of stuff. But it's like, where else are you going to find these sorts of things? So that's one of the things that we also try to do in addition to, you know, curating general relevant vocabulary. We also want to curate specific relevant vocabulary so that you can really deep dive on the things that interest you. Like, you know, in Japanese, we have martial arts and all sorts of other, you know, really specific vocabulary. So it's just great. And then that's one of the other things too, is when we launch new languages now, we try to do language specific word lists. So if you look at any of our newer languages, like Hawaiian, Samoan, um, we have topics specific to those languages and words that tend to only exist in those languages or words that really carry a lot of cultural significance. So things that are kind of unique to those specific cultures. So, um, Caitlin, you know, with Japanese and Korean, we have, you know, important places in Japan, important places in Korea, um, dishes that you would order in Korea, drinks that you would order in Japan or Korea, and then other uh, K-pop is a topic for Korean. Skinship. <laughs> I, learned, I learned about skinship from drops. <laughs> So I know that um, when I've been, uh, I've had a particular situation coming up, you know, like 
I was going to a coffee shop and I have used previous resources that may or may not have had like um, categories for vocab and maybe they would have had themes and such. So I could definitely see that as a major advantage. And I'm curious to hear that because um, if somebody is a newcomer to looking at resources, then it doesn't immediately come to mind that they would want to use a gamified system rather than a traditional, this will teach you an app. So I'm curious for both of you, what, what kind of, uh, real world benefits have you felt from this? I can, like I said, I've, I can picture like the baby situation where you can now like specifically learn that vocabulary, but if other situa- situations come up where you feel you're getting the true benefits beyond obviously just enjoying playing a game for a few minutes. Well, I'll jump in with a quick story really fast and then Caitlin, I'll let you take over and then I'll give a more extended answer after. But um, with drops, what I like to do every once in a while are projects with the app specifically. So one that I did was about a year ago, no, two years ago, almost now, about two years is February. We as a team went to Iceland and I had never learned Icelandic. I'd never learned a related language. Um, I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it because I was focused on other things. So I decided to challenge myself to see from the minute I got to the airport to when I arrived in Iceland, I was going to study Icelandic only with drops. So what I did is I basically crammed for several hours, got to Iceland, and um, like I would do some quick review. So like I was about to walk into a cafe, I'd pull up the coffee module and look up how to say the drink I wanted to order, look up how to say like pastry so that I could walk in and I could say, oh, and numbers, one, this, one, that, and point and learn this and that. And so like it... I could literally stand outside the cafe for five minutes because it was just five minutes, do that quick review, find the words that I needed to find, and then walk in and confidently be able to order a pastry and a coffee in Icelandic while in Iceland. Um, but also I was able to learn a vocabulary to help kind of give me a foundation when I was there. Uh, so again, I could do my tars and speak to ground in the language because I just learned a bunch of words and not necessarily a lot of vocabulary. But also now we have travel talk, which is a category that specifically teaches you not just words. So um when I say that drops teaches you words, yes, a lot of the words are like single word, like man, woman, boy, girl, dog. But we also have some phrases. So we teach them as a set unit and not as like the parts of the phrase. So we don't teach the grammar for it, but we teach you how to say, how much is this? Can you write that down? Speak slower. This one, that one. Do you have any more? No, it's all out. Like I want one more or one less or can you make it cheaper? So we do have phrases in the app. And that's what travel talk is really focused on is basically all of the travel essentials that you need in order to navigate on a trip, like basically just enough that you need to get by. But um, not available to me, you know, even if I don't know any of the language or it's not something that I really want to learn long term or if I'm just going on a trip somewhere, having that gives me like a foothold for wherever I may travel and basically an introduction to the language so that I don't feel so like, oh my gosh, I'm going to this place that doesn't speak the language and I don't know what I'm going to do. What if I don't understand? What if I get lost? What if I like need a coffee and no one understands what I'm saying? I don't have any of that <laughs> anymore. So uh, that's my quick story, Caitlin. So how I use the app, um, I started with Japanese and like Shannon, I was using it to talk about things uh, with my kids, specifically with my language exchange partner. And a lot of those words are very difficult to find for sure. And I remember talking about um, different baby things and getting a little bit personal about it with my language exchange partner. And because of drops, I was able to use those words. And she was like, how did you learn how to say that? Like, you know, because 
typically Japanese people don't talk about that openly. We happen to be very good friends. So we're comfortable saying those things, but she's like, you wouldn't normally hear that. Like, where did you learn that? And I was like, oh, I've been using this app. And I showed her because I was like, you should be doing that for English. <laughs> um, but she, um, she was just so impressed with the the way I was able to talk about it and incorporate the new words into um, the vocabulary and grammar I already knew to talk about more complex things that I have never seen in any textbook ever. Um, I also really liked it because I was using it um, in corporation with uh, my daily habits and things I do. Um, I like using it to pick up words about like exercise and um, makeup and things like that. And actually, we've talked about this a lot. We talked about this on the last podcast I was on that I did the makeup tutorial in Japanese for um, the Fluent Female Challenge is one of my mini challenges. And I did one of those get ready with me videos and going into it, I was like, oh, my God. I actually don't know how to say any of this. Like I had already committed to it. I was already, I was doing it and I didn't know how to say eyelid. I didn't know how to say eyeshadow. I didn't know, like, how am I supposed to say, apply this to your eyeshadow now? Or, apply this eyeshadow to your eyelid now, right? Like, I don't know how to say that. So um, besides looking up what Japanese bloggers were saying, I looked up on drops and they had makeup as a category on there. So I went through the whole makeup thing. That was so helpful. That was so insanely helpful. And that's not something that you could easily find. If you do a search for like makeup vocabulary in Japanese, like it's, it is hard to find. And then going into Korean now, um, really not retaining a lot of the Korean I had. Like I, I still could introduce myself, have a very basic introductory conversation, but I really didn't remember much of the grammar or conjugation or anything like that. So I'm going into it almost fresh. And I started being like, okay, I'm just, I really want to just stay Korean again. I'm going to, I'm going to use drops because I love it. And then I'm going to watch Crash Landing on You because I love Hyun Bin. Hyun Bin, I just, he's so handsome. I love him. I love his voice. I'm going to watch this. And as I'm doing drops, uh, the new um, categories with uh, Amber is on there now. And she's, you know, a K-pop idol. And um she has K drama phrases on there. So as I'm watching the show, I'm doing this drops category and um, all the words are coming up all the time. You know, otoke and jinja, jinja, and you know, gurom gurom. Like I, I learned all of those. I would hear them all the time on the show. I'd be like, what does that mean? They keep saying it. They keep saying it. And then I get it on drops and then, oh, it's right there. And then after that, I know it. And because I've heard it on the show and I've done it in the app and now it's, it's connecting with things I'm doing every day. It's, it's stuck with me. I, I remember it easy now. So uh, that's really how I've been using it. Typically, when I'm doing more in depth, more of a challenge with it, I will also incorporate the new words I'm, I'm learning um, in like my journal. I try to write at least one sentence in the language I'm learning a day, but I try to do more if I have time um, and incorporate the new words I'm learning. So that's also how I use it in my routine. But yeah, it's it's just so fun. I love it. <laughs> And for me, the way that I use it most is whenever I'm starting a new language, which has been quite frequently lately, it's a great way for me to get an introduction to the language without being overwhelmed by all of the stuff. But I also really like to use it for language laddering. So for those of you listening who might not know what this is, this is where you study one language through another. So with Drops, what you can do because of the way the content is designed, it's not 
a typical course structure where you have lots of explanations and things that need to be translated. It's mostly, mostly vocabulary. So what I do is I set my native language to something else, anything that I'm a little bit stronger in, and then my learning language as to whatever my focus language is at the time. And so that way, uh, I, like I said, you don't really see the translations. But for example, if you can't remember what a certain image represents, if you tap it, you can see the translation. So it's not normally shown to you, but you can see it if you need it. So for example, if there's a certain icon that comes up and I'm like, Hey, I'm studying this in French right now. I don't remember what this word is in French, or I don't think I actually knew what this is in French. So I can tap the icon. I get a reminder what it is in French, and then I can answer it in Persian, which is my focus language right now. So I get to both improve and maintain my French while learning whatever new language it is that I'm learning. And these language to language pairs work both ways 100% of the time. So any of the 42 languages that we have, you can set it as your source language and as your learning language. So the pairs work. Um, unlike with a lot of resources where it's like English has 60 languages, but then if you're learning from Spanish, your options are 18 or something like that. So basically, it's you can mix and match however you want. And for me, that's been really useful. So I did not know that. And I am going to change my source language to Japanese like today because I did not know I could do that. And that is amazing. So, so yeah, even experienced learners are, are figuring out new things out. But I'm uh, you, you. The two of you know what my language learning strategies are and you know what my current priorities are in terms of maintaining my languages. So I'd be curious as a newbie to using the app, what advice would you give me to get the best out of it? And uh, I'm sure others listening will kind of uh, be able to. I hear your voice of experience. I would say start with the categories that you think are most interesting to you and that you feel like you'll use in everyday life. Um, or if you're like me and you are watching a show or something like that, where you're going to hear a certain type of content all the time, start with that because then it's easier for you to jump into it, be engaged with it and actually interested. And if you're going to use those words and you're going to hear those words, then you're going to be more able to remember them and you're just you're just going to be more engaged it's not going to feel as hard you know if you jump in and like let's say you don't you don't care about like sports and exercise there's a whole category of sports and exercise vocab well don't start in that category you know because you're, you're not going to like that you're not going to use it um other than that start with the basics and right at the top they have the foundations so you can start with the foundations and then um like i was talking about how i divide up my studies because i have the premium version with 15 minutes um when i start with a new language i usually do five minutes of the basics and then i do five minutes of whatever category is interesting to me and then i do five minutes of the dojo where i review from previous lessons and um, days that i had studied so that would be my biggest tip for my tip, I would say that being aware of what your goals are and how you're really focusing on improving languages that you already know, I would recommend looking through some of the more advanced categories and diving into some of that more difficult vocabulary that you might not learn elsewhere, um, stuff that's particularly relevant for you. So I know one of your projects right now is that you want to understand French comedy. So maybe diving into some of the entertainment categories would be a good use of your time. I know that you're picking your music back up. So maybe looking at some of the music categories in drops would be useful to you as well. Um, travel talk is really great if you just want a review of the basics, um, just as a kind of reminder. Um, or if you're new to the language and you wanted to kind of start from somewhere. Um, like Caitlin said, foundations is great and travel talk is really great too. 
Um, but really imagining the sorts of things that you are interested in talking about in those languages. And then there's probably a category or a topic related to that in drops. So just focusing your time on that so that you can, um, you know, learn the things that are important to you. But also, like Caitlin said, make sure that you spend some time in the dojo once you unlock it. Um, I think you need to get to 50 words, even with the premium version, um, because the way that it works is that when you're in a topic, you're learning the new words in the topic until you've mastered them, which is you've done a certain amount of repetitions with them within that topic. Some words from other topics do come in to kind of randomize your experience while you're studying. But really, the review experience in Drops is something that's separate from the learning experience in Drops. So not forgetting to go and do review as a part of your learning with Drops. And then finally, because you're doing multiple languages, I mean, you could basically set your source language to Spanish and then work on your French and your German or set it to Portuguese and work on your Spanish, French, and German through your stronger language. Um, I mean, they're all kind of sea level for you, but you know what I mean? Like one that you want to kind of stem everything else off from. And it's good too for also helping avoid language interference because you're studying multiple languages, because when you actually have that side-by-side comparison, it forces your brain to divide a line between them. And so that could be really beneficial to you as well. And also on that last note too, if the languages are similar, um, but not like to where you would necessarily cross them over, you can also see... Um, very easy ways to make connections between the two then because like um, Korean and Japanese are very, very similar. A lot of uh, words are the same or almost identical. And so seeing them side by side like that would be really helpful because it helps you remember it faster. So like counting in um, Korean, you know, like the word for two is e, the word for three is sam. In Japanese, it's ni and san. So seeing them side by side like that, you would easily be able to remember it after that then. And even beyond that, it would help you to make sure you're distinguishing them. Because I can imagine for someone um, with Spanish and Portuguese, the temptation is just to say the same word over and over again. But if you see, you know, maybe they add an extra syllable, maybe it is a completely different word. But even the versions that are similar are the ones that I would actually be interested in seeing that difference side by side for that very reason. Um, yeah, I'll definitely be using the multilingual feature for sure. And um, one thing that you you guys mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that uh, you uh, do you have celebrities uh, contribute to this, like K-pop stars? Like, how, how does that work? Yes. So every once in a while, we like to partner with other language learners or celebrities who speak certain languages. Uh, when we launched Croatian, we actually partnered with Will John and he featured some of the Croatian words in the app. He's a famous footballer who's learned Croatian. And so he um, went through and actually gave a bit of the story behind some of the words that we have in drops for Croatian, which was really cool. But more recently, we've partnered with Amber Leo from the band Effects. It's a really famous female K-pop group. And she recorded about 30 topics in drops. So that's quite a few words. Um, and so Amber, for those of you who don't know, is not a native Korean speaker. She is a native English speaker. She also speaks Chinese. Um, and when she was recruited to do K-pop, I guess, perform, uh, she had to go through an intensive training to learn Korean. So she now speaks Korean at a very high level. She can do interviews in the language. She, you know, can interact with fans. She can record songs. She can do all, like basically totally function perfectly in Korean. And so what we wanted to do is kind of 
spotlight the Korean language with someone who's learned the language to such a high level. One, because it inspires you to get to that level. And then two, because she's such a famous figure in Korean and K-pop is such a big part of, you know, why people want to learn Korean, what attaches them to Korean culture and the Korean language. And um, whether you started learning Korean and then you got into K-pop or K-pop brought you to the Korean language, there's just a lot of, you know, interweaving there. So the two just pair so beautifully and it's just amazing to have someone. And then she's a singer, right? So her voice is very nice. So it's great that you get to hear her speak the language. And um, it's for those of you listening, if you're listening after March 2021, this feature will no longer be available. It's only available to March 2021. So if you're listening before then and you want to check it out, please definitely go and download Drops and try it out so that you can learn with Amber because this is a feature that is only available for a limited time. Um, but yeah, this is it. It's been really fantastic doing this and, you know, having her work on the project and um, having her be a voice for Drops. Does Drops have any new languages on the way? Always. Always. <laughs> so, and other than uh, new languages, I mean, you're obviously a part of the team and you would see how it's evolved over the years. Um, are there any uh, any upcoming features and other changes like beyond new languages, other ways you, you are aware that the app is going to evolve with that. Yeah. So with Drops, there are several ways that we like to improve the app. One, obviously, is adding new languages because it provides a resource to learners of those languages that might not have been available in any other sort of way. Um, so obviously, adding languages, we definitely continue to plan on adding languages. We've been added, uh, averaging about seven languages a year since Drops has started. So um, that's definitely something that's always on the roadmap. We also constantly look at adding new content. So sometimes it's language specific content. Not all of our languages have that yet. Um, but also just expanding the amount of vocabulary you can learn with Drops. That's also something that we're looking at. So you can definitely expect some new content expansions in the near future. Um, and then thirdly, one of the things that's really important to us at Drops isn't just the content or the language. It's also the experience learning. So with Drops, what we really aim to do is help learners stay motivated and help learners stay consistent with their studies. So we're constantly looking at new ways to help language learners do these things. So um, one of the recent you know, changes that we made regarding this was the two-day rule. So um, so you don't lose all of your motivation after you lose your like 102-day streak because you missed a day. You have the opportunity to keep your streak going by just coming back the next day and studying again. So um, those sorts of features are things that we like to do in order to help learners stay motivated, help learners stay connected to the language, and just help them keep coming back to their studies. So um, to wrap it up, as as you know very well, Shannon, generally we tend to say, what does language hacking mean to you? But what I want to ask in parallel to that is, how do you see drops uh, aligning so well with the concept of language hacking? So when it comes to language hacking, Drops focuses on a couple of different things. One is basically the mnemonic visual learning and helping learners remove translation. So basically you get to skip a step in learning a new language, but also the foundation of Drops is basically what they call the three C's, which are core vocabulary, confidence, and consistency. So in 
studying with drops, you build your core vocabulary, which is a huge part of your foundation in any language. You also build your confidence in the language because as you start to build that knowledge and that foundation, it gives you a leg to stand on and start communicating, start using the language, start understanding the grammar that's introduced to you in the language. And then the third C, which is consistency. And the way that the app is designed with streaks and with the five minutes, it's really easy to do consistently. And it's motivating to keep coming back because you have streaks, you have stats, you can actually see your knowledge build up in the app because it counts every single word that you've learned. So, you know, your first day you have your first eight to 10 words, and then the next day you have your 16 to 20 words. And so seeing that number grow, so you can actually put a number like, you know, have some sort of stat on how much you know in a language that can be really motivating to see because a lot of the time, otherwise, it just seems really abstract. You know, you know a lot of vocabulary in a language, but like how much do you actually know? How well do you know this language? Um, so actually being able to put a quantifier on that can be really motivating. And I was just going to say something too that I just thought about um, is that they have script, which is for learning um, the writing system for foreign languages. And they have droplets, which I just discovered and um, have been using with Logan as part of his school to learn Spanish and Japanese. And he loves it. And typically I've had, I've been trying to get him to learn Japanese for five years now. And he is finally, thanks to this app and um, Gus on the go, he's now starting to engage. Oh, this picture, that means this. And and because of the audio with it, even though he can't read super well yet, he knows what it means and he knows by the picture and how to say it and he'll say it. And then he'll tell me later, like, oh, I know what that is. And he's he's excited and engaged because they've made it a fun game to learn even for kids. Yeah. So like you said, we actually have more than one app. It's not just drops. We have scripts, which is for learning writing systems specifically. Um, it actually has ASL, the ASL alphabet in it and, um, several other writing systems. So you can learn Chinese radicals, Kiritagana, Katakana. Um, you can learn, um, Hangul, uh, all sorts of scripts in with the scripts app. We also have droplets, which is geared towards kids. It's actually aimed at kids eight and up. But basically, if a child has any sort of reading ability, it's, it's definitely usable for them. But we do have all three of those apps. And um, currently, buying a premium scri- subscription to one of them gives you a premium subscription to the other two as well. Um, and with Droplets, it's great because you can actually add profiles for your kids. Um, so if you have more than one kid, you can create profiles for each of them so that their learning stats and information is kept separate. So they each have their own profile, which is nice. Excellent stuff. Well, that's uh, a lot of information, I think, uh, for to encourage people to check out Drops for sure. And um, it's a lot for me as well. I appreciated everything you two had to say today because I'm getting into it. I'm really enjoying it, but I, I feel like I've got a better idea now of how to use it for my own language learning. So thank you very much for that. And uh, we'll, of course, have a lot more information for people in the show notes. And uh, until the next time, a very happy language learning. Happy language learning. Happy language learning. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And remember to visit languagehacking.com slash Black Friday to see the discounts that I've negotiated on a huge range of language learning courses, including drops. You'll find some excellent deals there. And the biggest discount we've got is actually 98%. So that's at languagehacking.com slash Black Friday. And I'll put that link in the show notes. As always, you can find all the links and resources mentioned in this episode 
at languagehacking.com slash 25. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Language Hacking Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you found this episode valuable and want to help us out, please leave a review at languagehacking.com forward slash review. The Language Hacking Podcast is presented by Benny Lewis and Shannon Kennedy and produced by David Sobel, with special thanks to the Fluent in Three Months team. The theme music was written and performed by Shannon Kennedy. Find the show notes at languagehacking.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening and happy language learning.